Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Exodus. Exodus. Exodus chapter 35. We are finishing up this series called Build Your Church. Somebody say, Build Your Church. Jesus said upon this rock, I will build my church. And you and I get to be a part of what God is building in the earth today. We kick this off by talking about the tabernacle. And really, this has been, an, uh, I think it's been a fantastic journey as we look at the architects of the tabernacle and how God brought that environment together to dwell among his people some thousands of years ago. And we're using the tabernacle as a template of how God wants to build his church today. We said that the ancient Israelites thought that the tabernacle was literally a place of heaven on earth. It was a place where God himself would dwell among his people. And I want you to catch that because I feel so passionate about the purposes of the church in the earth today. I feel like in moments like this, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we are bringing heaven to earth. How many of you know we live in a messed up world? People are struggling. People are desperate. People are hurting. People are looking for hope. Come on, talk to me today. But you and I, partnering with God, we get to be a part of the expression of heaven on earth. And so I want to wrap up our time together in this series. The title of the message today is simply this, the God of more than enough. The God of more than enough. Somebody say more. How many of you know God doesn't want you just to struggle and barely get by? That God has everything you need and then some. You know, sometimes we limit God to our own understanding or our own perspective. But I want you to see today, we'll talk about in Exodus 35, how he is. His character and nature is to bless exceedingly abundantly above. And at the end of our time together across all of our campuses, we'll be able to worship God in this 320 offering. Read with me in, in Exodus 35, verse 21. The Bible says this, all whose hearts were stirred... And whose spirits were moved, they came and brought their sacred offerings to the Lord. They brought all the materials needed for the tabernacle, for the performance of its rituals, and for the sacred garments. Now, notice what I've highlighted in this verse. The Bible says, all whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were were moved. I want you to see this first and foremost as we read this passage. Right out the gate, if you're taking notes, understand this. Number one, giving is about motivation, not manipulation. You catch that? Giving is about motivation, not manipulation. The Bible says, all whose hearts were stirred. Somebody say, hearts stirred say spirits moved the bible says in the congregation is moses they've given been given the details of the tabernacle and and all the requirements that god was demanding of them he gave the people an opportunity to cooperate to participate and the scripture says those whose hearts were stirred and spirits were moved now in the hebrew that phrase it's the word nasa which means to be lifted up 
those who were lifted up. Can I tell you something about generosity? And here's what I love about you. Here's what I love about our church. You are a generous church. You're a generous people. That's why days like today, and we only do this once a year, we take a Sunday out of the year and we bring our sacred offerings to the Lord. That's why moments like this are not filled with pressure, but they're generated with joy. Can I tell you, giving produces joy in God's people. And giving, let's be clear, giving is not just what you do with your money. Sometimes when we talk about generosity, we think only in terms of dollars and cents. Can I tell you this? Generosity is a spirit. And it's a spirit that influences what you do with your time, with your talent, with your treasure, and your touch. Can I have a better amen? And I love that about this church, Healing Place Church. This spiritual family understands the spirit of generosity. You know, I was thinking about our journey as a church. We are 28 years old as a church. Next year, we'll be celebrating our 29th anniversary in January. Almost three decades as a spiritual family. And you know, we made a decision from the very beginning that we were going to be generous. How many of you know that generosity doesn't come automatically? How many of you have small kids? How many of you have grandkids? Have you discovered you don't have to teach your kids to be selfish? It just comes naturally. How many of you have to purposely teach your children and grandkids to be generous? You see, generosity is a decision that we made almost 30 years ago. I remember in the early days of our church, we needed a sound system. And we only started with a handful of people. We had 12 people when we first got started. Now we have 12 campuses. You see, it's interesting to see how generosity multiplies. You know, the, heart, the, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. Can I have a better Amen. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. I remember we needed a sound system in the early days, and it it cost $400 for this sound system. We didn't have the money. We only had a handful of people. So we said, you know what, let's do a garage sale. And uh, how many of you are really into garage sales? Oh, yeah. I've learned that there's a whole garage sale subculture. How many know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Some of you get up early on Saturdays. Some of you drive around Friday afternoon and just check the signs in your area. You know who I'm talking to. Yeah. And so we, we did, let's get this garage sale together to raise enough money to buy the sound system. And so we had all of our collectibles and all of our things. And, and we, we started out with this garage sale. And I mean, it just got exhausting trying to nickel and dime over everything. Will you take a quarter for that lampshade? Uh, how about those coasters there? I'll give you a nickel for those coasters. Oh, and when that, that rooster, that, that, that denim and mauve, remember when denim and mauve was kind of like the, the color? The decorative rooster. I'm like, <laughs> we're going to have to nickel and dot. No, no, we made a decision to give everything away. Our first and only garage sale, we gave it all away. We just gave it away. And one of the guys in the church said, hey, y'all need a sound system? I'll write you a check for $400. We're like, thank you, Lord. You make a decision to be generous, and guess what? It pays off. Because what you give, there's more where that came from. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> I remember one of the businessmen years ago, he had an extra pallet of rat bait. Dropped it off at the church and said, can you do something with this? We said, well, yeah, we kept a few. We had a little mouse problem back in the day, and so we kept some for ourselves. But then we gave the rest away. Could you imagine us showing up at your door, knocking on it, saying, hey, we're from Healing Place Church. We got some rat poison for you. God bless you. Whatever God would bring to us, we wanted to give. I remember we used to get every week a truck that would drop off goods here, uh, items like you would find at Walmart. And you never really knew what was on the back of the truck, but we would unload the truck, and then we would send out our, our church to different places in our community just to bless and to give. And we unloaded this truck, and finally the last box put it in the sanctuary, and the box kind of broke, and it fell open, and it was... Satin, animal print, lingerie. <sighs> oh, Jesus, we, we, we got to get this out of the sanctuary. Get the, at least get this out of the, what are we going to do with it? Well, if we give away rat bait, we might as well give away lingerie. Come on, somebody. How many of you know that was the most popular outreach our church has ever done? We had people calling the church, mostly men. Thank you, I'm coming to your church this weekend. <laughs> but when you make a decision to be a giver, you know what? Giving produces joy. Come on, talk to me. Giving, when you decide it doesn't belong to me, it came to me from him. And when you release what's in your hand, there's a joy that's released inside of you. Giving is not about manipulation, it's about motivation. I want you to know at Healing Place, we never pressure people to give. You won't hear that from this platform. You won't hear our pastors try to strong arm and muscle people into giving. This is not the Sunday stick up. Can I have a good amen? We're not going to hold anybody hostage and say, okay, ushers, you pass those buckets and you look hard and you linger long. Uh, some of you have maybe been in environments that were really pressured like that. I've been in, I've been in services and revival settings where they'd pass the buckets and, and, and people would give and then there would be a report that, well, they didn't give enough and so we're going to pass the buckets again. Oh, 30-minute, 45-minute offering services. Like, oh, geez, please. We don't do that at HPC. You know why? Because we believe that God's going to talk to you. As you seek God, he's going to speak to you, and your heart is going to be moved. Your spirit is going to be stirred. Can I have a better amen? You see, man manipulates, but God motivates. It's the Holy Spirit that motivates his people to give. Do you know generosity is rooted in the character and nature of who God himself is? Do you know that God is a giver? How many of you know that about your God? That he's a generous God? That he's a good God? And that every good and perfect gift that we have, it came from him. The Bible says one of the most famous verses is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he what? He, he didn't just love, but he so loved. Can I tell you this? You are so loved 
by a good God. And he loved you so much that he gave. And he didn't just give you a garage sale gift. Can I have a better amen? It wasn't some hand-me-down, broken, don't really need this anymore. Sure, you can have it. He gave us heaven's best. He gave his one and his only son. Can I tell you this? When you love, you give. How many of you know that you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving? What do you mean, Pastor? You, you mean I can give without loving? Oh, yes, you can. How many of you, you wrote a check this month for your mortgage? How many of you paid your utility bill? How many of you need help paying your utility bill these days? When you gave and paid that utility bill, that mortgage, was there any love attached to that? No, it was painful. You can give and not love, but it's impossible to love and not give. You see, December, this is a month of generosity. We think about our family. We think about our friends and our loved ones. You know, and there's something inside of us that wants to bless those that we love. The Bible says, all whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were moved, they gave sacred offerings. Somebody say sacred. You see, I believe that when you give to God and his kingdom, it is sacred. It's not just ordinary. It's not just casual. The word sacred means set apart. In this passage in Exodus 35, a sacred offering was set apart for spiritual significance. It's interesting how throughout this text you'll read it says every man or every person or all. I love how giving is all-inclusive. Everybody has an opportunity to participate. Number one, giving is about motivation, not manipulation. Now, look at what it says in verse 22. Here's a, a list of some of the things that they gave. Both men and women, they came, all whose hearts were willing. There's that phrase again. They were lifted. They were encouraged, giving with joy. All whose hearts were willing, they brought to the Lord their offerings. Now, notice what they brought. Offerings of gold, brooches, earrings, rings from their fingers, and necklaces. They presented gold objects of every kind as a special offering to the Lord. Verse 23, all those who owned the following items willingly brought them blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat hair for cloth, tanned ram skins and fine goat skin leather. Interesting list there. But I want you to see this. Not only is giving about motivation, it's, it's not about manipulation, but you need to see this. Number two, everybody has something to offer. Everybody does. This is a, an all-inclusive thing. Notice the gifts here in this list to the tabernacle. Some gifts were of gold, and some gifts were of goat hair. Now, in God's sight, whatever you gave, whether it was gold or goat hair, if it was given in the right spirit, it was honored by the Lord. So I'm like, well, Pastor, I don't have any gold, so I can't give. No, no, no. You got some goat hair. I mean, not in a literal sense, but 
you, you have something. I talk to people all the time that say, well, pastor, if, if I had more, I'd give more. Can I tell you this? If we're not generous with $10, what makes you think you'll be generous with $10,000? You see, giving is not based on an amount, but it's based on your heart. Are you with me today? And this is just some instruction about generosity and how God uses the gifts of his people to bring heaven to earth. The beautiful thing about generosity is everybody can participate. Don't worry about the things that you don't have. Start with what you do have. I remember, I didn't plan on sharing this, but I remember years ago, Rachel and I, we, we were in New York and some friends of ours, Kevin Mawai, Kevin and Tracy Mawai, Kevin played football at LSU. He played 16 years in the NFL, and now he's in the, in the Hall of Fame. He was playing for the Jets, and so we flew up to New York, and we'd, we did chapel for the team before the game, watched the game afterwards, and then we got on a train headed to Long Island where Kevin and Tracy lived. And so we're on this train, and you know, we got all of our luggage, and, and you know, the, the, the weekend was done, and chapel was you know, finished, and the game was complete, and so we were going to spend a few days just with them, and hanging out as a family. And so on this train ride, you know, I'm, I'm wearing some Jets stuff. And so, you know, I got a hat and uh, maybe T-shirt. And, and so we sat next to this family, and this guy's looking at me. He's like, hey, well, where are you all from? I said, well, we're from Baton Rouge. He's like, Baton Rouge? I, I can tell by your accent you're not from here. I said, I can tell by your accent you're not from Louisiana. <laughs> we're just appreciating and admiring one another. And uh, he said, well, what brings you up to New York? And I said, well, we've got some friends, Kevin Mawai, and we went to the Kev you know Kevin Mawai? I said, yeah, he played football at LSU. What, what do you know about Kevin Mawai? I'm like, well, he's, he's a good, good friend, great family, part of the church. Wait till I tell my son that I sat on the train next to the friend of Kevin Mawai. And so he starts spouting all these stats. And I could tell he's a huge Jets fan. And man, he just, he knew Kevin better than I knew Kevin. And Kevin was my friend, you know. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, he's got a son. I mean, he's all excited. Well, sure, I need to bless him with something that, that's New York Jets. And so I was thinking about, in my bag, I got like a wristband. Or, you know, I, there's a towel. I think I got it. And then I remembered I have a game, a number 68 game-worn jersey in my bag. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That, that ain't God. I started rebuking that thought. Come on, how many, how many tried to rebuke it and it just wouldn't buke? It just kept coming. So he's going on about Kevin Mawai and all this stuff, New York Jets, and Rachel leans over and she says, don't you have that jersey in your suitcase? I'm like, hush, get thee behind me in Jesus' name. I didn't want to give it. I'm like, surely, Lord, you're, this is not. How many of you know the devil will never tempt you to be generous? Mm. Somebody like, oh, well, I just need a sign. I just need God to confirm. Lord, if it's really you, if it's like the devil is going to tempt you to give. Are you kidding me? So, Lord, just give me a sign. And then, you, you know, you, you hear two trumpet blasts. You see three angel appearances. The bushes in your front yard are on fire. And you're like, Lord, just a sign. I just need a sign. 
No, you don't need a sign. You have a command. Come on, somebody. You've got a spirit, the Holy Spirit, who's generous. And so I reached into my bag and I got the jersey. Here, I, I, I want you to give this to your son. He's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I can't believe you're doing this. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing it either. I really didn't say that, but man, sometimes it was hard for me to part with something precious. Come on. But can I tell you, when I released it, how many of you know that when your heart is open to God, your hand is open to man? You see, sometimes our hand's not open to give because our heart's not open to God. Are you catching this today? You see, this is not about manipulation. This is about motivation. And when I released it, when, when, I, when I obeyed what the Spirit of God and my wife were, were telling me to do, there was a joy that came over me. We got to Kevin's house, and I told him what had happened. He's like, oh, no big deal. Look, here, won't you take this jersey? You can take this one home with you. It still had grass stains on it. I was like, it smells too. I love it. You see, whatever God tells you to give, watch this, whatever God, the Spirit of God promotes and prompts you to give, what you get back will be better in quality, in character, and in kind. Can I have a good amen? You cannot outgive God. The people, get, whether it was gold or goat hair, they gave. And they were generous. There was a spirit of joy about what they gave. Listen, don't underestimate what you have. Oh, Mike, all I got is goat hair. I don't have, I can't really move the needle. I don't have deep pockets. Listen, God's not looking for deep pockets. He's looking for big hearts. How many of you know God does not need our offering? God's not panicking up in it. God didn't wake up this morning today saying, oh, Mike, today's 320 Sunday. I hope they give. If they don't give, we're going to have to turn off the lights in heaven. You know, big dip. You like that big dipper at night, don't you? You want to see it? They better give. Can I tell you what? God speaks and boom, he creates everything that we see. Giving is not for God's benefit. It's for our benefit. You see, I get larger. It's amazing how I grow whenever I give. Don't minimize or underestimate what you have to give. Remember the boy with the sack lunch? Remember the two fish and the five loaves? Remember how Jesus, there was probably 15, maybe 20,000 people on the hillside that day. 5,000 men, the scripture records. With women and children, it was an incredible gathering. And he tells his disciples, hey, we need to find some food and we got to feed these people. The disciples are like, no, send them home. Jesus says, no, you feed them. And then, you know, Andrew's like, well, it would take a small fortune. There, there's no way we, we could feed all of these people. And Jesus says, what do you have? Nothing but just this boy's sack lunch. Two fish and five loaves. He says, perfect. That's all I need. Listen, God doesn't need a lot to do a lot. Can I say that again? Because some of you feel like, you're just so insignificant. I, my giving can't really make a difference. Guess what? It makes a difference in you. And you start with two fish and five loaves. And guess what? Two fish plus five loaves equals 5,000 men, 
with a remainder of 12 baskets left over. How many know a remainder of 12? How many disciples were there? 12. After they gave and distributed that boy's sack lunch, there was a basket for each disciple. There was something left over. Somebody say more than enough. What started small ended big. Don't underestimate what's in your hand. You know, I wanted you to see this. You hear us talk about LCIW and, and Jetson and, and Angola and Hunt and the prison ministry that God's given us so much favor. Uh, and man, what a joy to be able to serve those men and women. They are a part of our family. I want to show you a picture of what we received in the mail several weeks ago from a lady at LCIW Jetson. Check this out. I don't know if you, this is her handwriting. We've scratched out her name just to protect her identity. Hello, my name is. I'm currently residing here at LCIW Jetson. I'm writing in reference to Healing Place Church. The services on Sunday morning are amazing. I can feel the love. Thanks for all you do. Love always. And look, she gave a $4 check. Listen, that, now given the context, that could be one of the largest gifts we have received in the 30-year history of this church. You start out making two cents an hour as an inmate. To give a $4 check, making two cents an hour, how many of you know that's like the widow's mite? When, when, when they, some of them were dropping in gold, and man, she just had her little penny, and Jesus said, look at this woman. This woman has given more than everybody here combined. You see, listen, it's not about an amount, but it's about the heart. Are you catching this today? Let, let me wrap this up. Finally, let's, let's move forward. Chapter 36, verse 5. They went to Moses and reported the people have given more than enough. Somebody say more than enough. Man, from, from gold to goat hair, we've got so much. The, the people have given more than enough materials to complete the job that the Lord has commanded us to do. You know, I think this is probably every pastor's dream right here, to receive an offering and so much comes in that Moses had to stand in front of the congregation and say, hey, stop. Just quit. Oh, man, you, you keep your stuff. We've got all that we need and then some. Can I tell you, whatever comes in in addition to what's needed, I promise you it goes back to bless others, to bless the parts of our community. To, it, it, this is such a huge deal where we see the character and nature of God to his people. The last thing, if you're taking notes, write this down. Number three, we serve the God of exceedingly abundantly above. The tabernacle had everything that was needed. And guess what? I'm convinced with the help of the Holy Spirit and the cooperation of God's people, we will have everything we need to do what God has called us to do. Some of you, you you've been tracking along and praying and preparing for this moment. You know the, the projects that God's laid on our heart for for this 320 offering. 320, for those of you that aren't familiar, it comes from Ephesians 3, verse 20, that says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power at work in us. And so one of those projects this year 
is our Dream Center in downtown Baton Rouge. And I want to invite up to, to help me talk about this as we close our time together, Miss Susan Rogers. She is the executive director of Empower 225. Susan, come up here. Can you show your love and appreciation for Susan Rogers? You're awesome. Thank you. I love, I love your spirit. I love your energy. I love your passion for these students, for this part of our community. You know, one of the things that God laid on your heart, uh, and we talked about this with Pastor Johnny, Earl, myself, some of our team, we talked about the Empower 225 homeschool. You know, tell us of the vision behind that program and why we feel like that's so significant in transforming a generation in our own community. God, thank you, Pastor Mike. Great question. Um, we just believe that education is certainly one of our five pillars at Empower 225. And so we believe that the kids in our community deserve a Christian education. And we started um, with the virtual center when the pandemic hit and we watched the kids like come every day and want to be there. And we were making that investment. And so we wanted to continue that. We also have seen kids graduate and not be able to fill out an application or have the basic life, uh, basic math and reading and writing skills they need. So that's what caused us to launch a pilot program for our Empower 225 homeschool program. And with that, we just believe that the kids will be able to find their purpose and their passion and have uh, learning be fun again. You know, we believe that the small class sizes and that being able to meet a student right where they are and get them to where they need to be and then looking beyond um, that secondary plan. So we just believe that we've been called to make a difference in that community and education can be that catalyst for change in our North Baton Rouge community. And so we're super grateful to have the opportunity to make that investment and pour into our students. Amen. Amen. You know, a number of years ago, by God's grace, we were able to receive that building on Winburn Avenue, some 46,000 square feet of space. And out of that, we've been able to do a lot of stuff. Uh, we, we need to remodel that, that second floor to create space. And why is that so important? T tell me what we'll be able to do from that space as it relates to this educational program. Um, so it's interesting, last week, I remember in part of the message, you talked about those that had gone before us and had given, and we didn't even realize it. And so I couldn't help but think, but Wimborne Avenue Baptist Church mm -hmm. and all the seeds that were sown in that location, like only God knew that we were gonna be positioned for a time such as this yes. by those seeds. And so now we feel like it's our turn to make that investment and pour into the next generation that's going to be the change for that community and just passing it making it I'm paying it forward so what we will do is take that second floor and create like that educational environment for the 6th through 12th graders we will also be able to provide that safe less distractions for them 
coupled with music studio, Steam Lab, um, an entrepreneurship incubator, like just continuing to provide the life skills and the workforce piece that's so needed for them to be successful and moving forward. It's also gonna free up the space downstairs for our adult ed and our workforce development piece. Mm -hmm. Like we're in this education game. In, we baby. believe that that is truly the catalyst for change in that community. And we wanna see that happen in our students and in our, our young ones, you know? That's so good, so good. Well, we believe that education yes. equips and empowers yes. and it allows us to bring transformation not to just their minds but to their hearts. Yes. Uh, tell them about this video that they're about to see and about one young man named Xavier who, who has received such incredible impact through the efforts already. So I will just say to, to you guys, um, we received a phone call asking us to provide services for Xavier several years ago. And you know, you've gotta, you've gotta want something. You know, you can, it can be there, but if you don't want it, then what good is it? And so this young man coupled with his grandmother that's been raising him since he was two, let's give it up for the grandmothers in the house. <laughs> yes. Um, so you will see just a willing spirit on both of them's part in everything that we wanted to provide him. Even Pastor JT was his mentor and how God just orchestrated all those mm -hmm. steps and those connections for a time such as this. So this young man is a senior and we are really believing that God has amazing things for him. And you just watch this video and you see just exactly what God's done in his life and in his grandmother's life. Thank you so much, Healing Place Church. Amen. Amen. Mm. So good. My name is Xavier. I'm in 12th grade and I go to Empire 225 Homeschool. So there are some several unique things I think of, that we can highlight about Empower Homeschool. And one of them is that we get to put God at the center. We have the opportunity to bring students 6th through 12th into this environment and give them access to a Christian education. I got to this school because really my grandma. Empowerment 225 made a big difference because when he was at Broadmoor, he was just going because I made him go, you know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And smuggler school, I didn't even think about college. I didn't think about none of that. He would be sitting in the class, he wouldn't do anything. You know, and he didn't, he didn't really never want to go to school. And uh, once he got involved in that, you know, again, you know, he started wanting to go to school more. He'd get up and go to school, he don't have no problem. I had to think about it. At regular school, it's a lot of people. You barely get help from the teacher because the teacher would be like 15 minutes helping one student. By the time you get the help, the class would be over. Because of the small group setting that we have, everyone that they encounter knows them on a personal level. And so we can tell right off the bat, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe something just doesn't seem right. The teachers that ask you, are you okay? Like every day, they're, they they could like they can sense when something's wrong. Wait, here the teachers are real close. They understand. They understand how you feel and stuff. You know, thinking about Xavier and thinking about all the students that I sat down with at the beginning of this school year, and we kind of, we sat down, envisioned out where they were, like where the past was and where they are, where they want to be headed, and what are their goals and what are their dreams and what, what are these things that excite them 
about school because otherwise school becomes this thing of why do I have to be here? His grades have changed tremendously. He'll talk, sit down and talk about what, you know, what he did in school today and what he, my mom, I done did this and I made this and made that, you know. But before then, he never really said anything because he wasn't doing anything, you know. And he's just a different person, you know, his whole attitude changed. You know, the Lord says, without vision, my people perish. We have this unique opportunity. God gave us a vision, but what we're doing is we're impacting these students on an individual basis. Like we're giving them vision for their future. We are changing generations, like for the kingdom. Like there's generational change that happens. I am thankful for this opportunity, for being here. For like all the years I've been here, I've seen a change in my life. And I am thankful to be at Empire to Pride. Come on, isn't that awesome? Xavier and his grandmother are with us today. Would you stand? Can we honor this young man, his grandmother, this family? Come on, HPC, put your hands together. Xavier, we are so proud of you. And your grandmother, I believe that she has put so many good seeds in your life. And when we give in this offering, it's just to water the seeds that have been planted in you. And I believe, and I'm going to declare this over you. I'm going to prophesy this over your life. The hand of God is upon you. And it is not by accident that you're here today, that you're in this school, and that you're a part of this spiritual family. What the enemy has meant to destroy you, God is going to use to bless you, and in blessing you, he will bless a generation that will come after you. Come on, do you receive that today, church? Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.